Kurt Scholl of Local 509. And when I'm not representing the members, I'm listening to Union Power Radio. Union Power Radio. Every other Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your hosts, Tony Rosario and Jamie Hayes. The facts, dates, and events presented in this video are from the members' best recollection and may not be fully accurate. This video is intended for entertainment purposes only. Always consult with your local union about your rights and duties at your workplace. The opinions shared on this video are our own and do not necessarily represent my employer's positions, strategies, or opinions. All views shared are protected under the National Labor Relations Act. Nice. You are now in tune with the boss of the business, the What the Heck Show on UnionPowerRadio.com. bunch of fucking assholes. You know why? You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. Me, I always tell the truth. Even when I lie. Even when I lie, I even tell the truth. That's right. Thank you for calling. Uh, thank you for calling. Uh, thank you for listening to the What the Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. It's, no, it's December the 11th of 2022. And I put that funny laugh because uh, once again, I'm back to being here by myself. Uh, that's right. The Big Bad Wolf. And I'm going to continue doing that because I have to continue doing what I've been doing for the longest time in uh, in radio, whatever internet uh, radio that I started this pioneer with me and Dave Citron. Uh, me and Dave Citron, you know, got this thing going on to inform the membership of what's going around the IBT and your local, especially local 804. That we uh we talked it because we was being blacked out on a lot of things contract wise with the Hoffa not telling the members what's going on in the contract negotiations, and you know and this time around we have Sean O'Brien as the president and Fred Zuckerman as the secretary of treasure, and uh, they are keeping everybody uh, informed of what's going on in the contract. Now you know we might possibly be going on strike. And it's a big possibility because I don't know if the the company is going to give in to any of the demands that the membership are putting out there, the proposals. Today, we had a, a, a contract proposal meeting at Local 804. 
it was a good turnout and you know, it shows that people want to get involved with the contract now, and that's a good thing. Um, we want the proposals out there. We want to know what to change in the contract uh, because there's a lot of contract language that is not good at all. I mean, for me, two, 20, uh, the twenty-two-four language, I can't stand it. I can't stand it from the beginning. But we had Mr. Dennis Tri uh, Taylor from uh that was uh negotiating the contract to thank for that because he pushed it he had a lot of people pushing that uh 22-4 contract and like i said 22-4 uh language is good in certain areas it's not good in the east coast it's not good at 804 i can't stand that language because that language if you guys don't know is the worst of the worst is next to Article 40. I mean, Article 40 is probably one of the worst fucking languages that's in the contract and they need to revise it. And the 22-4 is just, it follows right behind it because it's, it's not fair. It's a 22-4 coming into this company. You know, you, you don't have every rights as a regular driver. And it pisses me off if I was a 22-4 working, doing the same thing, a regular driver and making $6 less and I'm across the street and I'm having 210 stops, just like the regular drivers having 210 stops and doing the same job and you're getting paid $6 less than that driver, you'll be a pissed off teamster. Uh, and I know when you get you take the job, you know, this is what they tell you. The company ain't going to tell you what you're you're not going to get. They're not going to tell you that you're not allowed to get an eight hour request load. They're not going to tell you you're not allowed to be on the nine five list. They're not allowed. And here in local 804, we have we get coffee. You're not allowed to get coffee. They're not going to tell you you're not allowed to transfer to a building that's closer to your home. That's the that's the, you know that's what I get a lot. I get a lot of that twenty two fours that accept the job because they want a job, you know, and they want to you know have a career because you know this this if everyone don't think UPS is a career. I mean, it's a good paying career, and people take it as a joke, like oh, you know, you just delivering packages. No, this we are hard working people. And we get paid good amount of money, not enough, but good amount of money to do the job that we do. So it's fair that if you're going to bring this this tier two, 22-4, that it should be equally the same thing as a regular driver. I can't stand the 22-4. I'm hoping that Sean O'Brien gets that language taken out of this contract. And, um, and just put these guys as regular drivers and, you know, give them the benefits like the regular driver has the eight hour request load, the nine, five list, you know, the coffee in, in, in local 804, because not all locals get that coffee break. Um, be able to transfer because when they take the job, they, they want the job, they take the job and then you, you know, the company puts them somewhere far away from their house, you know, in Brooklyn and, in 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 manhattan and they live in long island you know they don't have that right to transfer to a building near their home so they got to travel you know hours be to get to their to their destination to start the work to kill themselves and working and delivering all those packages up upstairs you know five uh five, five uh, flights of uh, of a building and then you know and then drive home 
back home, which could take an hour or hour and a half, even up to two hours. So, I mean, they should have the right to uh, be able to get on that transfer list and be able to transfer by seniority now, by seniority, to transfer to a building that's closer to their home because the company is not putting them closer to their home when they uh, take the job. So that is being talked about. And I think that's going to be the striking point of this contract. And the contract expires on July 31st at midnight. So August 1st, Sean O'Brien is going to make a decision of what negotiation is going on. Now, as we spoke before, Sean O'Brien wants the supplements to be done before the national contract. I mean, someone put up a, a good point today at the contract negotiation meeting saying that, you know, when, when we close out, when we, the supplement closes out and then is a, is an article that needs to be done in the master. That's not strong enough to back up the supplement. What do we do then? You know, and that was a good question out there because, you know, once you settle, uh, you know, your tenant goes down with the supplement and you have a language that, Supposedly, the mass is supposed to overrule the, the the supplement, meaning that if the supplement language is not good enough, then you go to the master language and then they have to accept, you know, you go for the better of the languages. So those that's that's that was a good point that somebody said that, you know, why are we negotiating the supplement uh, contract before the master? That's what Sean O'Brien wants. I mean, it, it didn't work in the past. In the past, we had the two-third rule. And the two-third rule, if you guys don't know, was that if two or three uh, locals didn't have the uh, contract, the supplement done, then uh, Mr. Uh, Hoffa used to shove it down their throat and say, well, tough shit. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna pass the contract. So before, it used to be the master uh getting ratified first and then all the supplements and whatever supplements was out there the two-third rule came into effect and Hoffa was uh just slamming into those locals even though they didn't want to settle so now it's a it's a different it's a different scenario now we have Sean O'Brien there that's not taking shit from this company it's not doing favors it's not doing anything which is good for us because we have the power now we have the power that this company is not going to have Hoffa and um, Hall telling them, oh, no, don't worry, we'll extend the contract until you come into a better agreement. We don't have that now. We have Sean O'Brien and Fred Zuckerman that's not is, is not taking anything for, for granted. I mean, they are they're definitely threatened already the company. The company is getting prepared to do what they got to do to they if if it comes down to a strike i just hope everyone out there is preparing for this strike because i'm telling you right now out of 100% out of 100% 98.9% we will be going on strike and that's a big percentage okay and of course we don't go on strike until it's voted by the members the last time we voted for a strike and we got slapped in our face by Hoffa and Hall was the last contract. And it was a big percentage of members that said yes for a strike. So if you think that was back then when Hoffa was in office, now you have a strong IBT board 
that is not going to, you know, make any deals or do anything to jeopardize the members what they want. And we're going to prove to this company that even though we have 1.4 million members in the whole country and you know the company looks at the votes and this is what this is everyone talks about votes you know everyone talks about how bad is being you know what this is doing to you and it, but you if you don't even vote and i don't know why you're complaining because you need to vote you need to vote we the voting percentage out of 1.4 million teamsters is fucking pathetic it's pathetic here in the teamsters and we're one of the strongest unions out there and we don't have the members voting they just don't give a fuck you're all a bunch of fucking assholes you know you just don't give a fuck but those are the same motherfuckers that come up to you and say i'm my rights are being violated yeah, your rights are being violated because you're not into this contract. You're not into voting. You're not into any of this. And this is what the company looks at. And I keep saying this in all the shows and everyone else out there in the platforms keep saying that, you know, the company sees this shit. They see that they have, we have 1.4 million Teamsters and only 300,000 are voting. No, 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 no. And then no. you complain. No. And then you fucking complain that you they are violating your contract. And that's another thing that we're going to be talking about here today. Vacation time, the code 26. And I don't have enough time and I don't have I have the show for myself. I don't have fucking Anthony uh interrupting me and I don't have Jamie with his thousand questions. You know, it's a forced thing. It's a forced thing. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. That's right. I, I give that to Jamie today because he uh called, he, you know, I spoke to him earlier today and I said, you know, we're doing a show today. He said, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. And all of a sudden he says, I can't make it. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. And, you know, Tony Rosario is not here anymore because he's doing too much of. <laughs> <laughs> I got to laugh. He's organizing Amazon. Okay. So it is what it is. I've been doing this show by myself for the longest. I brought them on because I wanted to get off the air and let them continue doing the show to keep informing and educating the members. And of course that didn't work out because, and then, you know, somebody's head got blown up so hard that they can't, you know, they can't do an internet radio show anymore, but it is what it is. It is what it is, and, and we, we're here. So now we're going to talk about vacation time. Here in Local 804, we have a language in Local 804, and I believe in other locals we have a language also, which is Article 11, Section 7, which is no working during vacation time. Yeah. So today in the contract negotiation meeting, you know, a lot of guys come up to the president of the local, Vinnie Perone, and say, you know, this is what I want. I want to propose that we get more vacation time and more days off, more OPHs, more sick time. We deserve it. You know, it's, it's been a while since we haven't got that. You know, we should get it. We're a bunch of fucking assholes. 
this is i mean this is when i hear stuff like that this is what i this is what i hear this is what i hear somebody's talking to me and i mean the language i don't understand because we do this to ourselves you know this code 26 is one of the baddest baddest things or code 45 if you don't know what code 45 is it's called in their land and in their codes of, of the company is you know um uh, optional with no pay code 26 is scheduled time off now we just got a pension increase thanks to uh many negotiation skills this is the second pension increase that uh vinnie perone has provided to the local to the members as they wish because you know in, in no history in in local 804 any past president that could negotiate two pension increase while in office while in office too so you know even with the pension increase with the accrual rate going up also uh he got that and you know he didn't budge what the company wanted to do because you know it's a back and forth type of thing the first time they approached him they wanted this this that to get an pension increase and uh vinnie perone says fuck you you know i'll take this to arbitration before he he, he and vinnie already did that because right after the first you know uh, thing that he said to them about a pension increase, and they came back with some crazy shit, like 2,000 hours of, uh, you know, physical year and blah, 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 and a $300 increase and your cure at 20, whatever. So, you know, after he said that, he said, fuck yeah, I'm, I'm just going to throw it to arbitration because the actuaries and those actuaries are the ones that can, you know, they're not, not control the the pension, but they, they monitor they monitor the, the the pension. They want to know how they predicted in a couple of years how how he's going to go with new money coming in and money taken out. And everyone don't understand what a pension is all about. I mean, we contribute to the pension. The company contributes to the pension as you come to work. When you come to work, you contribute to the pension. Now, if you're one of those guys that don't come to work and take a code 26 or code 45 because you got nothing else to do at home but to jerk off and play video games and not come to work and not contribute to your pension, you're hurting the fucking pay, the uh, pension. Let me tell you how you hurting the pension. OK, because every time you come to work, you contribute, the company contributes to that pension right now. You have the guys that are retiring. So those guys are pulling money out of the pension, pulling, taking out because they got to get paid. They did their years. They deserve it. They should get a pension every month. And that's the money that's getting pulled out of the pension. OK, it's your job that you haven't retired yet to come to work so you can contribute to that pension. So you can keep having that money flow and keep having that money go up in percentage, because and then when you when you retire, there's money in that pension for you to pull. You don't understand that you think. You think by not coming into work that you doing yourself a favor by playing video games and 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 jerking off whatever the fuck you doing to you, for you to get up get dressed come to work drive to work spend tow money gas money 
you put mileage on your car, you come into that damn center and all of a sudden you want to go home because you know what? They're over. They are over. So you want to go home. So guess what? The company wins, wins, wins when you do that. They have those guys. They know who you are. They call you on the phone. They don't want you to make that, you know, ride to the center. They want you to say, hey, we're over. We fucked up. We overstaffed. But you get to stay home if you want to. Do you want to stay home? And then you got that guy that says, fuck it. I didn't make it there yet. I'm here. I'll stay home. I have shit to do. Everything's okay. I don't get paid for the day. They don't contribute to the pension. And guess what? You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You don't contribute to the pension. And then when when those guys that are retired that did their time, that did their time, they retired. Guess what? The pension's at 87% is on the green. When those guys retired and they're pulling that money out of that pension, that percentage goes from 87 down to 83, down to 80, down to 70. The percentage goes down. It is your job. And it's your job to continue coming to work to keep that pension above the 80%, the 87%. You got to be at 100%. We, I wish we were at 100%. That means everybody's coming to work and the pension is being you know, put in. This company always, every year, says they save $5.1 million. You know what they're saying? They're saving $5.1 million because they're not contributing that $5.1 million into our pension. Imagine if we they had to put that $5.1 million into the pension, the pension will be at 100%. We all contribute, and, and we wanna go further than 100% because we want, you wanna secure your future and having a pension, okay? There's people out there that, they wasn't contributing to their pension and their pension ran out. And guess what they did? They worked all those years and they got nothing at the end. We're not trying to have that here in Local 804. You have to come to work. You have those damn, you know, ass kissing management people. And there's a lot of them out there. And you know who you are and you know who the fuck you are. That you kiss ass, you want time off, you work on your vacation because you have no life whatsoever. Your life is this company. And guess what? You're the same motherfucker that complains that your low is too much. And let me tell you something. What else you do when you go home and cold 26? You fuck your fellow brother. Because that guy that's coming to work and trying to make a legit life and trying to make this the career that he is and, and retire when it's time for him to retire, you're fucking him. Because when you don't come in and you take that code 26 or code 45 because the company called you on the phone, you're fucking your coworker. Because guess what? You're not coming in. They eliminate a load. And how they eliminate those, they don't just get rid of the fucking package and just throw it in the air and it disappears. They throw it to your fellow brother. So if your fellow brother that day, because they, their plan is, hey, this uh, uh, Frank is going to come to work. So we're going to give this guy, uh, Rick, 150 stops. So Frank now made a deal with the company because you're a fucking deal maker. I call you guys fucking deal makers scabs. That's right. You know who you are. Okay, 
Frank decides, oh, I got a phone call from the the boss. I'm not going to go in today because I'm going to jerk off today. I'll play video games. Whatever the fuck you're going to do that you want to take that time off. They're going to take Frank's load and they're going to put it into Rick's load. Now, Rick, instead of going home at a decent time, you know, with 150 stops, now he's going to have 230 stops because Frank decided to stay home. It's a fuck fest when you stay home. It's a fuck fest all over the place. And guess who's going to the bank with it? The company is. The company is going to the bank with that. They don't have to pay you. They don't have to pay the contributions to the pension. And they're going to fuck your other, your friend, Rick, with 230 stops. How does that make you feel? How did it make you feel if Rick did it to you? You'll be complaining to the end. Oh, I got too much fucking work. I can't get home to see my kids. Blah, blah, blah. You're the fucking, you complain to everybody. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You know, you complain. Your job is to come to work. And I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. I'm a business agent. Okay. I started as a driver. I started as a driver in the Bronx. Okay, I started and I never went home. I never went home. I don't care. I was driving across that bridge every day, paying eleven dollars a day to get the job, to get to 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 have food for my kids and have a roof over my head. I did it. And when I got to the center in the Bronx, the supervisors always used to say, hey, you want to go home? We're over. I was like, fuck you. I'm here. What the fuck? Am, where am I going home for? You think I drove all across the bridge to come home not to get paid? And if you're at top pay, that's a lot of money per day. And you decide to do this. You're only doing it to fuck your brothers. You're only doing it to fuck the pension. That code 26 and code 45 is the most deadliest thing in our pension. You need to come to work. You need to not work during your vacation. And there's another thing, you know, I'm going to talk about vacations now. Because that has to do a lot to do with what you're doing and how you're doing and how you as a teamster brother, as a teamster brother, you call yourself a teamster brother. I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, the teamsters should have a penalty for guys like you. A penalty. Like fucking suspend your membership of Teamsters for a, a, a month or whatever the case, the penalty may be for guys like you that make deal with management and stay home. Don't contribute to the pension. You are a cancer to the pension. It's not fair for the hardworking guy that's coming into work every goddamn day because in the you know, 25 years and 55, when he's ready to retire, he wants to make sure all that hard work is going to pay off at the end when he finished at the finish line, when he when he reached that finish line that he needs to retire and that pension is there for him and his family that he worked so hard. That hardworking guy, you're fucking that hardworking guy because now he's got to think about how he's going to 
These guys are not coming home. These guys are not contributing to the, the guys are before him are collecting a, a pension. So this guy that's ready to retire in two years, he's got to worry about is that pension going to be there for him after working all those hard years? And that's the question you ask yourself. Is that pension going to be there for you to retire? You got to ask that question. And the answer is it won't be there if you don't come to work. I guarantee you that. Remember, guys before you are retiring and pulling out of that, out of that pension. It don't stay at 80, 87% because guys are retiring. It goes down because the money is getting pulled out. You, as a responsible person, and took this job and want to retire at 55, 25, you have to come to work to make up that, that time, okay? And the guys in front and back of you has to do that too. They got to come in to make sure your pension is right. So anyway, there's also was, uh, you know, like I said before, guys always come up to Vinny Perone and says, can you get more uh, vacation time for us, more sick time, um, more OPHs, you know, you know, we want to give you the fucking world. You deserve it because you work hard. We want to give you more vacation time. We want to give you more OPHs. That's what the executive boards do. This is what Vinnie Perone would like to do to benefit the members. He would love to do that. He would love to sit there in front of the fucking company and say, we want more vacation time. But guess what? He can't. He could, but he's going to get rejected. You know why he's going to get rejected? Because the company ain't fucking dumb, number one. They've been in this business for a long time. They know how to fucking operate. They know how to fucking tell how to deal with the union and what to give and what not to give and what to take and what they want to take. So they won't give. This fucking company won't give. You guys think that you hanging out with the fucking on car soup, having a beer, and he's your friend and you're never going to get in trouble. You got nothing coming for you, motherfucker. That motherfucker right there that you having a beer with that's a supervisor is the same motherfucker that's going to fire you. And guess who you're going to come to? You're going to go to your shop, Stuart, and you're going to cry me a river about fucking about you got fired. And the guy that you was having a beer with, the guy you was having a beer with, which is a supervisor that you thought he was your friend, is the one that's firing you. And then now you go to the shop, Stuart, and you cry, you hit him a river, saying that, I need my job. I love my job. You became a macho man motherfucker, and then you became a pussy right when you get your job taken by the same guy you're hanging out with. So management is not your fucking friend. You don't understand this shit. They not your fucking friend. I've been like that with management ever since I've been in this company. The reason I've been like that with this company, and a lot of guys come up to me and say, why are you so harsh on the management? I'm like, fuck out of here. Because they are quick to fire you. No matter what you do for them, no matter how you eat their breakfast, how you win a fucking TV, this is them luring you in. They're bringing you in to their side so you could be comfortable enough to do whatever the fuck they ask you to do. They ask you to hop on one foot. You're going to hop on one foot. You're just like the fucking bitch to them. 
as a union, you're a union brother. You stick together with your union brothers, okay? This is what it is all about. We're not here to fucking be a company against union. We just want the company to abide by the rules of the contract. We enforce the contract. You as members has to buy by the contract, okay? They, a lot of people before us fought hard, fought very, very hard for this contract. And some supplements are real good supplements, which is Local 804. And a lot of people in the country out there in other states and other locals wish they had the supplement that Local 804 has. So you guys that, you know, hanging out with management and, and having a, you know, and going to pizza parties and going to football, watch football at their house and hanging out. Those are the guys that are going to get you. I seen it. I seen it happen. I'm a business agent. I see all the cases. I see what's going on. And you ask yourself to me all the time, why are they fire me? Why are they fire me? Because first of all, you, you, you did something. Okay. Now, I have to fight for you, okay? I have to look at the what's going on. I have to ask that, that, that supervisor that you went to have beer with, I have to ask him, you know, what's going on? Did he fuck your wife? Did he do something to you that you going? They're not going to do, it's not because you mess with their wives or fuck their wives or whatever the fuck it is. That's not why they firing you. They firing you because you did a simple, simple, simple fucking mistake that his boss is telling him to fire you. And then what? Then you got the chop steward trying to represent you. And this is this is the favor that you think. And then you think about, oh, shit, I stood home for this guy. I, I came in on Saturday for this guy. And now this is what's happening. That's exactly what's going to happen. No matter those favors are gone out the window. Once you mess up that one time, you didn't scan the package or you misdeliver a package or you flagged the package or you hit a, a, a garbage can and you didn't report it. All those favors are out the window. You are fired. Okay. And that's your guy firing you. So stop being friends with management. And also that that becomes a, a a trend with the vacations. And I know I started it. I'm gonna try to finish it now. Vacation time, like it says in law in Article Eleven, Section Seven, it says no uh, work during vacation. That article is there for a reason. Is the fact that you? I know sometimes you have money problems, and I get it. Sometimes people live over their means. I was the type of guy I only needed 40 hours. I didn't need to do overtime because I didn't live over my means. I didn't go buy a BMW. I didn't go buy a $700,000 house. I lived on my means. I only needed to do work with 40 hours. I mean, it was a struggle because I had to put three kids on in college, but you know, that's, that's a struggle that you have to take. And that's a legit struggle. But when you live over your means, that means you do extra shit. And that extra shit is violating your own contract. And I always tell guys, they say, why are you so strict with the enforcing the contract? Why let me do it? No, man, no. Because if I do that, that means the company could violate us all the fucking time. You guys think that I do it. I, I talk about the contract and enforcing the contract because I just doing it for my personal reasons. No, it's not a personal reason. It's the company. 
The company violates our contract all the time. You have good shop stewards out there that, you know, enforce the contract and you have business agent that enforce the contract. You have a, a, a president that enforced the contract. That's what the contract is all about. Me and you, we voted on that contract. Yes. But guess what? There's upper management, the company's management. And then you have the, the union side. They went back and forth and agreed to this contract. Okay. They agreed to this contract, but the company don't play fair with this contract. They take every, even though they agree with it, they violate it to the fullest. They violate us all the fucking time. They violate us. And you as a member shouldn't contribute to that them violating our contract. So don't come up to, don't come to me and say, oh, I, you know, I've been doing it for a while. You, you should not let it go. Fuck that. Hate me, love me, or whatever you want to do with me. Call me an asshole. Call me a motherfucker. Call me whatever the fuck you want. But I'm not going to let this company violate this contract. I'm going to enforce it to the fullest that I can. And I'm going to. Okay? You cannot tell a shop steward or a business agent, look the other way. Let me violate the contract. No. Because you know what happens with that? If you violate your own contract and you let management know you're violating your own contract, when I have to fucking represent you in that office and I have to read out a fucking article that they violating you and the management says, well, why are you reading the contract? Your member violated his own contract. So now I'm going to terminate him. It's not a good fight for me. It's not a good fight for a shop steward, and it's not a good fight for a business agent to go in there knowing the company, knowing that you are you are violating and you're okay violating that contract, and I'm fighting for your job because of that particular article that you decided to violate. Well, I'm back. I'm fucking back, and I you listen. I can have one listener or a thousand listeners. I don't give a fuck. That's you guys. Hector, the, the big bad wolf is back. And I'm going to be, I'm going to tell you straight up. Listen, you listen or you don't want to listen. You take my advice. I just tell you things real. I tell you real. I don't bite my fucking tongue. I don't got no hair in my tongue. I just telling you real reality. Other people is going to tell you, eh, you know, don't, you know, just uh, listen. No, motherfucker. Me, I'm going to tell you how it is, what it is. You like it or not, I don't give a fuck. Because I'm going to protect you 100% by you listening to what I got to say. Because I'm going to keep it real with you. I'm going to keep you 100 with you. I have a shop steward, and he's listening. And he knows how he has to tell me sometimes, calm down, Hector. Calm down. You don't know the story. Because I go crazy when I see members violating our contract. I do. I go fucking nuts. Because here, I got to protect you. When you violate their policy, when you don't do the method of procedures, I got to represent you. Because if the, chops, if the shop steward can't do it on his level, it comes to me. I prefer that 
it doesn't come to me. The management prefer it doesn't come to me. That's why I have shop stewards that deal with a lot of shit and a lot of good shit. And you guys don't understand the shop steward is your first line of defense. That's the guy you want to be good with, the shop steward. The shop steward is the one that will take that low-level hearing and turn it into either A, from a discharge to a suspension, or B, from a suspension to a warning letter. That point is a good point, because if you know you did wrong, admit to what the fuck you did. If you fucked up, you fucked up. Take an L. That's it. Be a man. Take the L. If you fucked up, admit it. You fucked up. Everybody fucked up. Nobody's perfect in this company. There's not one guy in this company that been 25 years and did nothing but the right shit. Bullshit. There's always a fuck up somewhere. This company has a technology to see where you're fucking up. You stealing time. You taking uh, unauthorized breaks. They see it now, man. Back in the days when these guys, these guys are uh, retiring now, they had they didn't have a computer. They had a piece of paper, and they had to write the. You know, they had it like that. And when it rained, everything disappeared because it, it, the paper got wet. But nowadays, if you fuck up, you fuck up. Tell the truth. The truth will set you free. Because if you don't say the truth and you lie to me, you know, you lie to the shop steward first because that's your first line of defense. You always should be loyal to your shop steward. And when I say loyal, you don't have to be his friend. You don't have to take him out to dinner. You don't have to meet his kids. He don't have to meet your kids. But loyal to your shop steward, meaning that tell him everything. That happened. Let him try to fix it in a low level of hearing. Because if it gets to the BA, me, that means something is going to come out of that. Either you're going to get terminated or you're going to get a lengthy suspension. So I prefer that when you are being pulled into the office, talk to your shop steward, know who he is, tell him what you did. Let fix it there. The best place to fix a discipline action is at a low level hearing. Because then when it gets to me and then you get you get jerk offs from labor. You know, you get this jerk off right here. Silly rabbit tricks are for kids. I call him silly, silly rabbit tricks are for kids. I call him silly whammy. Because. He's not a driver. He never was a driver, and he's not going to fucking tell me what a driver's job is supposed to be doing. You're a labor guy that never been a driver, so you don't know what labor guys. So that's dangerous. It's dangerous when we get to that point. You got to understand this. If it could be settled at the low-level hearing with the shop steward, that's the best bet to do. I'm not saying, hey, you're paying me to do this job. You know, you got to represent. Of course, I'm going to represent you 110 percent because now I have three days to put your case together to prove to the company that you're not guilty of any charges they bringing you up with. This is the problem, though. In the low level hearing, you're dealing with the shop steward and the center manager. That's it. At my level. You're dealing with the DM. You're dealing with the labor manager. 
center manager. And if LP's involved, LP's there. So you have four management people looking down at you saying you are no good versus me and the shop steward. Okay. So you don't want to get to that level because you got full management and they all are out to get you. You're not the best driver anymore. When they pat you in the back and say, oh, you thank you for helping me out on Black Friday. Thank you for coming in on Saturday. Thank you for being such a good sport and coming in on Saturday on your day off to do this peak season. Oh, thank you. And uh, have you know, a hot breakfast and win a TV, blah, blah, blah. This is what management do for you. But when you're in that office, in that hearing, they think you're the worst fucking driver in the world. They want to get rid of you. They, they, they don't care what favors you did for them. They want to get rid of you. So you don't want to get to that point. That's why I tell you guys, listen, listen very closely. That contract means something. Read it, obey it, live it. Because when you come up to me and say, oh, you're too harsh on the management because I know I'm not harsh on the fucking management. I said, I say my point, you violate the contract. I'm coming after you. Not you in particular. I'm talking about the company. The company likes to violate the contract. So you got to follow the contract. So if you're on vacation Goodbye, Sananara. Go enjoy your vacation. Why would you want to come when you have that vacation time? You work all year complaining about how your low was. And you want a fucking break. Be with your family. Money is not that important. You know what the price it was so priceless? It's your family. Being with your family. When you don't have that time during the whole year of coming home at 10 o'clock when your kids are already sleeping. You wake up in the morning, do you leave to work? You don't see your kids. Make that time your vacation time to spend time with your family. Fuck this job. This job is going to be there when you get back. So stop leaving over your stop living over your means. Stop buying fucking BMWs like you high roller. Oh, I got a UPS job. I gotta, you know, I gotta look good. You gotta look good. I mean, I don't get it. Well, anyway, I got a lot more to say, and I don't want you guys to uh, to get, uh, oh, hey, Hector's back. Hector's going to tell you what it is, how it is, and what it is. Not like other platforms. They, you know, they say, you know, things that you want to hear. I tell you straight up, real, 100%. I don't give a fuck. My number is 347-403-0705. You can call me anytime. Anytime if you want to talk about something on the air that you need to let it out your chest and, you know, let you won't have to name nobody's name. We just put down scenarios. I got a lot of scenarios that I, you know, I could put out there. Uh, make sure your license is corrected. Make sure you know that you, the January is coming up and January is when they're going to do the MVDCs. If you don't know what's the MVDC, because this is your first year on the job. This is a piece of paper that they have the right to look up your license. Okay. So they're going to ask you a question is, have you ever got any moving violations in the past 12 months? People are really going with what they say on that form. Let me tell you something. 
If you have a DWI, which I hope you don't, I mean, you know, the holidays are coming, you know, everybody wants to have a good time, blase, blase, blah. You have to take care of your license. This, your license is very, very important for this job. It's your livelihood. It's my livelihood. I'm, you know, I have to have, I have to maintain my license also. My DLT, those are the two responsibilities that you have in this company to maintain is your license and your DLT card. Now, your license is very, very important. Is your you got to think about your livelihood. If you're going out to a party and you drove there, you know, don't drink. And if you're gonna drink, drink, you know, that you ain't gonna be behind the wheel and get pulled over, you know, even though you think that you're not gonna get pulled over. And, I, and I, let me tell you something. I've been driving for a long time. I never get pulled over, get pulled over, right? But guess what? I got pulled over and I got a speeding ticket. Yeah, me, even the cop was like, I don't know why I'm, why are you giving me the ticket then? If you don't, you don't think I should have a ticket. He says, you have such a clean record. You never got a ticket. He, he told me that. And I say, duh. But you're going to give me my first fucking ticket. It happens. I didn't know I was going to get pulled over. And just like when you go out and you start drinking, you're thinking that you invisible, that you're not going to get pulled over. The day you think you're not going to get pulled over, you're going to get pulled over. And it's going to end your career in this company. Because you're going to have a DWI. They're going to take away your license. Now you got to go get a restricted license. Now you have to tell the company on the article 35 that you have to tell them that you got the DWI. But if you want to be slick and say, well, they ain't going to know about it half and off hours. They're never going to know about my DWI. So I'm not going to say it. Guess what? That MVDC in January is going to tell your whole story. And if you didn't put that down on the MVDC, your line joint investigation. And they have the right on the article 35 to discharge you because you didn't write down what happened to you 12 months ago or what happened to you last week after New Year's, after partying in New Year's. So my recommendation is if you are going to party, I hope you do have a good time and bring in the new year and a nice and healthy new year. Have a merry, merry Christmas and a happy new year, but drink and be wise. Oba is out there. For $13, you can get home and not be behind a wheel and lose your license. So my my encouragement is that if you are going to go party, I hope you do have a good time. I like to have a good time, but I'm responsible. I'm very, very, I do not drink when I drive. When I'm driving, I'll drink soda or water. That is it. That's my high because I know if once I get behind that wheel, it's my life on the line. And it's your life on the line. I don't like drunk drivers. I lost a good friend of mine because of a fucking drunk driver. I can't stand you motherfuckers that go behind a wheel, unresponsible, and go and, and, and kill somebody, take somebody's life that they had their whole life ahead of them. It's painful. You wouldn't want that. Don't do it. Don't fucking get behind the wheel when you're drinking or smoking, you know. The ganja. That's that's the same thing as drinking. When you get ganja up, smoke that weed, smoke that raccoon, whatever the fuck it is, the skunk. It's the same thing being behind the wheel. 
You don't want to do that. So I don't like that. And then when I get cases, guys with license that didn't tell the company that DWI, you know what, man, I have to fight for you because that's what I took the oath for. But it kills me. It fucking kills me that you were irresponsible and got behind a fucking car when you know you're not supposed to while drinking and driving. Well, with that said, sorry, but not sorry. I would like to thank everyone for listening to the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. I'm not going nowhere. The other two guys from Forster, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I think it's the water in Forster. In Forster. They just don't like to come and uh, commit to their uh, commitments. Uh, well, there's a little rumor going around because I got a text and I just want to put it out there. Rosario, Rosario, Rosario. Listen to me. He did what he did on the air. I didn't like it. I told, I approached him about it. I didn't like the fact the way he did it. I gave him the opportunity to get on the air and talk to the members and educate them and try to organize whoever he's organizing. But one thing I don't like is when people are talking shit. So I'm not going to talk about it right now, but I will be approaching Tony Rosario on a certain amount of rumors that I've been getting on my text messages that he's been saying. With that said, I'll be saying it on the next show here on the What The Heck Show. This is the show that I don't give a fuck, guys. You know that, and you know how I am. I tell it as is. I'm for real. I'm 100. You ever come to me in person, this is the way I talk. I don't give a fuck. I talk to management like this, and I talk to anyone like this. I don't disrespect anyone, okay? I show you the most respect, but remember this. Hector reacts to your actions. So the way you talk to me is the way I'm going to talk to you. Okay. If you want to be lovey, lovey, I could be lovey, dovey. If you want to be a dick, I could be a dick. All right. Just understand who I am. I'm a very caring person. I like to fucking fight this company. I'm with you 110%. But if you're going to talk down to me and say this shit no, you're, you're, it's disrespectful. I don't go to you disrespecting you. I go to you for real. I tell you what, what was the outcome going to be, what I dealt with in the past. I'm not telling you that you, you know, you got to tell me. You got to tell me the truth. The truth will always set you free in this company. Believe it or not. I've been to a lot of cases. If you lie, they're going to get you on that lie. Because they probably don't have shit on you. And I keep telling you these, these things. The company has to prove their case with no reasonable doubt. Sometimes they don't have a case. They are putting you your back against the wall. All they're going to have is you lying during investigation. And that's when they got you. Okay? So do yourself a favor. Tell the truth. Tell the truth and nothing but the truth. And we can represent you the right way and get you out of the situation that you put yourself, not us, not the company, not me, not the shops do it. We didn't put you in that situation. You put yourself in that situation. Now you got to have the union 
and your chefs do it to get you out of that situation. So how do you get out of that situation? Telling the fucking truth. And that's the word of the day. Tell the fucking truth and it will set you free. Thank you for listening to the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. I'm not going nowhere. I'm telling you right now that I will not. What's going on here? Uh, All right. Everything is frozen now. Okay. Here we go. All right. So that's see what happens when technology, you know, when you're. Anyway, thank you for listening to the What The Heck Show. I'm not going nowhere. I'll be here in two Sundays from now. I want to wish everyone a Merry, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Please take my word for it. Don't drink and drive. Call an Uber or have someone that don't drink to drive you around. This job is your livelihood, your driver's license livelihood. And I can't say no more stress. I hate drunk drivers. And I wish you're not. I want you to have a good time. Enjoy your family. Enjoy the new year. And thank you for listening to the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio.